Hi, everyone. This is Seiden Sidebar, Beyond the Law, and I'm your host, Rob Seiden. Today's topic is Beyond the Violence, and we're joined by Izzy Freed. Izzy is someone who I've known for a while and has made a transition from being a lawyer to doing something what I would consider a higher purpose in helping people around the United States to be more secure in light of uh, mass shootings and uh, violence that occurs. So it's going to be an exciting one, and we hope you stick around to listen to Mr. Freed on this uh, interesting issue. Izzy, good to see you again, my friend. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I really oh, appreciate it. It's my it. pleasure. It's our honor to have you here. And it'd be helpful if you can share with everyone uh, about your company. I know you're the CEO of Fox's Sierra, and if you can give everyone kind of an overview on, on what you're doing with it. Sure. Um, so Fox 2 Sierra was created in February of 2022. Uh, we're a full service security consulting company. But you say we, who's we? Uh, so the company has grown since its inception. I have two partners, uh, one of whom is a former Navy SEAL from Team 6. Um, we pride ourselves on employing military, former military veterans, uh, former law enforcement. We want to give back. Uh, to people who served. And I understand you also served in the military for a while. I did. I was a volunteer in Israel for a little less than three years. Um, so I have a soft spot in my heart. And as former law enforcement, you know, we were both prosecutors. Uh, so, you know, community is very important to me and taking care of those who served and, and gave to this country is, is of tantamount importance to me. So um, one of my partners is, like I said, Chris Fettis. He's uh, the second F in Fox 2 Sierra. Uh, my last name is Freed, hence the F2, two Fs, and S is for security or systems. Um, he's a former Navy SEAL. Our head of medical is a former Air Force PJ. Uh, What's a PJ? A power rescue jumper. Wow. So they are basically tactical doctors. They can perform, you know, battlefield medicine. Wow. Um, you know, they're full paramedics and they're versed in tactics as well. So they're attached to their tier one operators. Uh, they're the tier one operators of the Air Force, and they'll be attached to a SEAL team or a, a Delta Force team. Gotcha. So this kind of expert team is what helped you to develop the, the products and, and services that you're going to describe? Yes. Um, the, the product is actually from my brain, and it's uh, my creation. Uh, they are the um, training side of the house, uh, and they also help in, in product development in that they have to test it. It's got a be something that they'd be willing to take into battle with them and use uh, in a professional capacity. If they're not willing to do it, then you know I wouldn't feel comfortable trying to get that in the hands of uh, law enforcement. So tell us about your you know marquee product. Uh, the marquee product is the assess board. It's the active shooter evacuation or escape security shield. And essentially what that is, is a ballistic dry erase board. It looks like uh, a whiteboard that you'd see in any classroom, boardroom, uh, today. And what's unique about it is that it provides 24 square feet of ballistic protection. So this is a ballistic barricade that hides in plain sight. Uh, it meets the aesthetic of the classroom. It's unimposing, unintruding, um, but it's designed to save lives. So tell us, how, how does it do that? What do you mean by you know, ballistic uh, components? How, how does it do that? So I'm a bit of a tinkerer. Um, and if I can give the backstory Please, on how this, yeah, this board even came to be, 
Um, you know, we all, unfortunately, mass shootings are at an all-time high. Um, you know, we all remember, unfortunately, Uvalde, which happened in Texas a little over a year ago. And I remember watching the footage of, you know, law enforcement and, unfortunately, them not carrying out their job. And they were, there were images of officers in the hallway while the shooting was going on with a ballistic shield. Now, I've trained with that shield personally. And... I'm a pretty prepared guy, you know. You, you know, I like the outdoors, and um, you know, former volunteer search and rescue. Um, so my car is always ready. It's always staged with all my gear and equipment. But if God forbid something happened in my children's school, I could not get there fast enough. Statistically speaking, these events are over in five minutes or less. Mm. Response time average for first responders is six to eight minutes. Wow. So there's a gap. Mm. Right. And I, I'm watching law enforcement with a tool in their hands designed to protect them in a situation that involves shooting. And I said to myself, why can't I give my children that same level of protection, if nothing else, to buy time so that the cavalry can arrive, first responders can get there and deal with the threat? Because I'm not getting there fast enough. So I went on Amazon and I bought a mobile dry erase board, a standard dry erase board. I took the whole thing apart. Um, I you know, during COVID, there wasn't a lot of legal work. Um, I had a client that had a welding shop. I called him up. I like to tinker on my car, on my motorcycle. And I figured it would be a good opportunity for me to learn a real trade, um, something that I can get my hands dirty. And I asked him if he would be willing to let me come to the welding shop and learn welding. And he was open to the idea. So I spent 18 months learning how to weld. Um, I am by no means a professional welder. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I enjoy playing around and I made some artistic pieces that I was able to sell, actually. Um, and then when I had this idea, I was like, let me go to the welding shop. Let me play with some scrap metal. I remember that we had once worked on a, a ballistic, a bulletproof window for a meditation center here in the city on 11th, on 11th Avenue uh, downtown. And that, for whatever reason, the name of the ballistic company stuck in my head. So I went online. I reached out to this company in Texas. They put me in touch with their Northeast distributor. It turns out that they had a, a office 30 minutes from my house. Hmm. I asked if I can come meet them in person because I figured if I told them over the phone what it was I was trying to do, they'd laugh at me. And when I went to meet with them in person and I described what I needed to do and I was only aware of ballistic acrylic at the time, which is clear. It's sort of like the plastic that the teller sits behind in, okay. in a bank. Uh, that's all I knew about ballistics in terms of in an urban setting. And uh, when I told them about my idea very loosely, they said they have other material that would be better, lighter, cheaper, thinner. Um, and they showed me ballistic fiberglass, which is essentially it's building material. It's designed to go inside walls. Ah. Very lightweight. It's essentially fiberglass with some composites in between the weaves and layers of that. And depending on the level of ballistic protection that you are seeking will determine how thick and heavy the material is, how many layers of fiberglass and, and epoxy there is. Um, so I built a level one prototype of a ballistic dry erase board, which essentially means that the fiberglass contained in the board is designed to withstand six shots, six rounds of nine millimeter handgun ammunition. 
Okay, so let's let's analyze that now. That's sure. amazing. So you're saying a regular uh, dry erase whiteboard that you would see in a typical classroom in a college or a, a kindergarten, wherever it may be, has been made through your uh, your brainchild and your amateur welding and your connections into what sounds like it's a life-saving device. It is. So how do you know this thing could withstand nine millimeter shots? Okay. I took my first prototype to the shooting range and we shot it. And I will tell you, we didn't just shoot it with one handgun. We shot it with multiple handguns simultaneously with all different types of ammunition from 115 grain target ammunition all the way up to 147 grain hydroshock hollow points, uh, full metal jackets, um, police issue ammo. I can tell you that the ballistic material far exceeds spec. We put 75 rounds into the piece of material that was rated to handle five rounds, and it was able to withstand 65-plus rounds of 9-millimeter ammunition being fired simultaneously at the same location multiple times, and there was no spall, meaning if you were on the backside of the fiberglass board, nothing was coming through, no splintering, no shells, uh, no, no bullets, rather. Um, it was about 66 rounds, 67 rounds, when we st first started noticing dents on the backside. We videotaped the entire thing, we took still photographs, and we have done that for every level of ballistic armor that we put in the boards. We don't, even though it's been tested at a lab, certified, it is Underwriter Laboratory rated and NIJ, that's the National Institute of Justice. Um, it has ratings from both of those. We still took it to the range and tested it ourselves. And even level seven, which is rated for the AR-15, which is you know a 5.56 round, that's a that's rifle a, round. Uh, a rifle. Okay. Yeah, it's a rifle round. Um, it is also rated for five rounds in a six-inch square, and we put 24 rounds of, of rifle ammunition into the board, and it withstood all 24 rounds. So just so I understand what you're saying, if there's a if this board, as you described, it could be 24 feet? It's 24 square feet, so 24. it's six foot tall by four foot wide, and it's mobile, and the top rotates. Um, and it's done that by design, so you can use both sides. We could put a whiteboard on one side, a chalkboard on the other. We could put a caulkboard. It could be custom designed in any configuration. So if there's a, a teacher and some students behind that board, you're saying with the amount of ammo you described before, that, that, that simulation, they, they would not be harmed. Correct. Not only would they not be harmed, the board acts in many different ways. So we also have a mounting device that allows the board to be mounted over a door and to a door, which would essentially turn the room into a ballistic rated safe room because you would not be able to shoot through the door. And if it was inward or outward opening, the door would be affixed to the board and would not allow an intruder to either push their way in or pull their way in. So I have to ask you, how has this been viewed or received by you know the people in America that you've been talking to? So part of why we're here today is to get the word out. Um, People have expressed a tremendous amount of interest. The issue in getting something like this into a school, in addition to finding funds and financing, there's also politics. Um, the decision makers are often people who are not at the school. 
The people who need the board are at the school. They don't have the authority to pay for it. I can tell you that recently we delivered a board to a private school in Tennessee, and that board was grassroots funded. A parent who's an active duty detective at the local police department has, a, has an apparel company. He designed a special t-shirt specifically for this raise, this financial raise. Uh, the t-shirt was called Protect the Kids. It had the, the Angel Gabriel on the back. Uh, decked out in tactical gear, um, and he was able to raise half the money for a level seven board. So that's a board rated for the AR-15, the rifle rounds. Our company pitched in the other half of the board, the the finances for the board. Uh, we custom designed that board to the colors of the school. We put the logo of the school on that board. I can show you pictures of it. And um, I personally drove that board down to Tennessee, and we delivered it the last week in August. Um, so that got a lot of attention. The media was there. That got a lot of buzz. And then, um, you know, we got interviewed by uh, NPR. National Public Radio. National wow. Public Radio. It has not been released yet. We're hoping that by meeting with people like you, which we're, again, grateful for. We hope to have a bigger following than NPR soon, but we'll, we'll, we'll see about Listen, that. Listen, you, you and Joe Rogan, hopefully. <laughs> I know I'll be listening and sending it around. Thank you. Uh, so... So that's amazing. So you you guys really not only developed it and um, made this one for the for this uh, this school in Tennessee, but you actually contributed uh, sweat equity and, and out of your own pocket funding to put this into the school that may save lives. Yes, there there are boards in several states right now that we delivered and paid for ourselves just to get it into the hands of school administrators and law enforcement. We also want to get this board in the hands of law enforcement because. They have been able to use this board in a tactical sense hmm. by responding to a threat and using it to engage the threat. Um, we have fantastic video of the Beeville Police Department in Beeville, Texas. That's a small town in southern Texas. Uh, they have independent school districts in Texas. This department is solely responsible for the school district. We were invited to a three-day immersive training with this particular department in the schools that they serve. And I can tell you on day three, we ran real world scenarios. So active shooter, actual students in the school, actual personnel, um, simulated injuries. So these officers were thrown into it hard. In the morning, it was a single threat, thing, single response. Officer chased the threat into a bathroom, subject barricaded themselves in the bathroom, engaged in a shootout. Every single officer was shot in that exchange. They neutralized the threat but they received injuries as a result. In the afternoon, we told them about the board. We gave them the board's properties and principles, and then we left the board just anywhere in the school. The chief of police was the first to respond to the afternoon simulation. It was multiple threats, multiple officers responding. The chief grabbed the board and used it to engage the threat pushed that board into a classroom, and the threat froze. The threat had no idea what came through the door, did not get a single shot off, wow. and they were able to neutralize the threat. From the time that they were aware of the threat till they neutralized the, the threat using the board, 58 seconds. Wow. There's no real-world experience uh, or, or statistic right now where an active shooter threat was put down in that amount of time. Talk about proof of concept. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And it's on video, which is even better. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what states uh, have you delivered this in so far? Um, 
Virginia, North Carolina, Louisiana, Tennessee, Texas. Uh, and I've been to Chicago as well. We're going to get them aboard, and then I have to get aboard to Arizona. So it's schools, and where else are you providing it? Houses of worship. So synagogues, churches, uh, community centers. It's, the board is for any, any entity that can use the board. It's, it's good in a hospital setting. It's good in a business professional setting. It can go into a, a conference room. It can go into a meeting room. It can go into um, a cafeteria, a, a lunchroom, classrooms. It was primarily designed for a classroom, but it's versatile enough and can be customized to any, any setting, any needs. Amazing. So this board, it sounds like, it, as you said, it's your marquee product that you developed and, and it's starting to, to catch on now. And we hope it continues to catch on. We'll do what we can to help. Thank you. Um, what else do you guys do at Fox to Sierra? So we, the company is split in two sides of the house. We have a training side of the house and then we have the products side of the house. So the assess board is, is we'll say, our, our marquee product. Um, and then we do all sort of custom um, target strengthening, um, up armoring of, of customers. What do you mean target strengthening? <coughs> target harden, hardening, my apologies. So um, we'll go into a client, we'll go into a facility, a school or a synagogue or a church, and <clears throat> we'll do a walkthrough. We'll look at vulnerabilities. We'll look... Um, to exposure points, and we will do an, an, an analysis and an assessment and then present them with what we like to say, we like to present them with creative solutions to complex problems. We're here to serve the customer. I'm not here to tell them, oh, if you put cameras in, you're going to be safe. Right. Put a metal detector here and everything's done. We're here to serve them. What are your issues? So let me ask you then, on that note, the detective that you mentioned who uh, raised the funds with the shirt. Yes. What, what was his reaction after you delivered it and, and, and this thing was uh, accomplished? For, he, was, he was beyond excited because he raised half the money. What was even more exciting was the school and the reaction from the administrators of the school because this is why I personally go. It's so important for me to be there and see people's faces. I ask you why. Yeah. Because you can tell somebody something. We're, we're sitting here now. There's no board in here, right? But we're having a conversation. You're like, Izzy, that sounds like a great idea. Wait till you see it. Wait till you put your hands on it. Wait till you move it into a classroom. And now you're looking at these chairs in the classroom thinking, my kid is sitting here. How much better would I feel if my kid had a product like this in their classroom? This is the one product, unlike cameras, AI, metal detectors, locks, that's all for administration. It's for SROs. This is the one product that goes to the children directly. Mm. So I'm giving something to them that gives them a fighting chance. Right. Cameras are not going to help the kids. Right. All right. Statistically speaking, the threat is a student or former student. They know the cameras. Right. They know the doors. They know the metal detectors. They know where the SROs are. They know how to bypass all that. Mm. All right. But they can shoot into a classroom. They cannot shoot through my board. Amazing. Now, you're right. By the time these other technologies kick in, it's too late already. Right. The threat is already there. So the, the school, the reaction from the school, the, 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 did you hear anything feedback-wise from the parents or, or anyone there uh, besides the, the guy who raised the funds? So the, the school is now considering um, putting funds together for next year okay. to put more of them in. And, of course, you know, 
as we had hoped, it's sort of the domino effect, which is parents are like, why does that classroom have it? Right. But my kid's classroom doesn't have it. Um, is everybody going to go out and self-fund these boards? I don't know. Maybe. So what can they do? So one of the first things I did when I created this board is I understood that this was going to be expensive. I knew I was laying out the money to build them. I know that they are expensive. So I went to Homeland Security. You asked Homeland Security? I asked Homeland Security. I took photographs of it. I had to write out um, an outline of what, what the board does. They assessed it, and they determined that the board would qualify for funding under this nonprofit security grant program. Not only did they do this via email, they actually sent two representatives down to the first synagogue I sold the board to to see the board in person. Wow, okay, so if, if a school or a house of worship wants to get your board in there and buy a lot of them to protect the classrooms, could they get funding from the U.S. government? If they have nonprofit status in the state of New York, then they are eligible for the nonprofit security grant program. They'd have to fill out an application. They'd have to get evaluated. They'd have to get approved. And then they'd have to specify that they need this funding for this specific item or protection. And then the answer is yes, we've done it already. Amazing. Successfully. It's great. So I, I got to ask you, how does it feel to be doing this as opposed to, you know, fighting it out in a courtroom with uh, prosecutors? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, Look, I had a fantastic career, so it's hard for me to look back and go, you know, there was anything wrong with it. There wasn't. I thrived on, on the legal profession. I thrived on, on litigation and being in the courtroom. But after 25 years of doing it, things have changed, and they've changed dramatically. And that, that enthusiasm and that excitement is not there today the way it was 25 years ago. This provides me the exact same enthusiasm that I felt as a young prosecutor. The first time I stepped into a courtroom, the first trial I had to do, I was scared out of my mind, but man, was I excited to do it. And then it was infectious. Like everything after that, it was addictive. This is that a hundred times more powerful. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I've been on zero podcasts after a 25-year career, and I've had my cases on Netflix. I have a program, a book written, uh, numerous newspaper articles. I wish I could say it was all me. You know, it's the notoriety of criminal, criminal defense or criminal prosecution. This, however, this has, has organically connected me to people that in my wildest dreams I can only hope of meeting. I've sat in the state capitol in Texas with the Secretary of State, the Deputy Secretary of State. I've met politicians. I have names of tier one operators in my phone that are pretty famous, that I can call, that know who I am. And that is, it's nothing short of miraculous. Like in any other lifetime, these would be people you'd admire from afar. And the fact that, that this mission has connected me to the most amazing, wonderful people that I look up to, that's what drives me every day. It's, it's, you know, I wish I could say it was all hard work and we're all putting in a lot of sweat equity and, and time and effort into making this real and, and getting one of these boards in every classroom in the country. But how this is, has, has sort of germinated and grown is all organic. It's done it by itself. It's, it's wild. And I'm, 
I feel honored and privileged every day to be part of this mission. I, I'm the lucky one, to be honest. Wow, well, that's, that's an amazing story. And knowing you, your enthusiasm and energy and passion for life and helping other people, which is what you've been doing your whole life since I've known you, um, including your volunteer work in Israel and, and everything else you've done. Um, I'm not surprised to, to see this happening, and I, I think it's going to continue to grow. I, I, I wish uh, the best uh, for you and, and Fox and Sierra going forward. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you is for anyone out there who is interested in, you know, changing careers from being a lawyer or, um, you know, thinking of, uh, of some way entering into this realm that you're in now, what, what advice would you give to them? Uh, so we didn't talk about the second part of Fox to Sierra, but that answers yeah. this question too. And the, the, the other side of the house of, of the company is training. Okay. So when I immerse myself in the grant space, Grants don't only only pay for target hardening, for like strengthening a facility, putting in new doors, windows, cameras, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It pays for training. Oh. If you ask the everyday citizen, can you give me two days so I can train you up on mass casualty care, on putting on tourniquets, stopping the bleed? People are not enthusiastic about it. They have lives, wives, husbands, children, work, life. I had to bribe people to come to my first training with a, a gala breakfast. I had eight people show up to the first day of training. The next day, that number tripled because they were blown away by the training. And now they're asking for more, and the government pays for it. So it's a no-brainer. If you want to be a part of this, get yourself trained. You are your own first responder. Mm -hmm. If you're relying on other people for your safety and your health and your well-being, you may be placing your, your life in, in another person's hands, and it may, it may be not a good decision. Get some basic training, learn some basic skills, and you can save a life. The board is a tool, but you're the impetus to saving right. yourself. Your, your brain from the training. Yep. And, and the guys you have, the team you have, sound like they have you know, second to none in terms of what they, they, they've accomplished, especially the SEAL Team 6 and, and these folks. Yep. Amazing what you put together. Thank Congratulations. You. Rob, thank Continued you so much. success and good luck, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's it for this episode. And we are happy that you joined us. And please send in your questions. Please support us by subscribing and sending us your accolades if you enjoyed this. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. So I also wanted to ask Izzy if you can tell the folks about Fox and Sierra as far as if they're interested, how they could find out more, how they can maybe buy your product and, and, and get trained, etc. Sure, thank you. So first of all, on the web, www.fox2sierra.com. You can also find us on Instagram. It's the same handle, fox2sierra, uh, and LinkedIn. So those are the three places that you'll find a big presence. And you can certainly contact us through the website. It has... Uh, tabs that you can click and phone numbers to call. So please don't hesitate to reach out. We're happy to come down and demo and answer any questions you may have. Excellent. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you.